Blog Talk Radio. are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Felicia. You know I got my right-hand girl, Miss the fabulous Miss Tony, kicking it with me tonight in the chat room. We always have a good, good time. So happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, Felicia girl, how you doing? It is once again that time in the chat room. We have a great show lined up. We have some fabulous authors, and uh, for some reason, I thought I was friends with T.C. Little. For, I, I always see her name, but right before the show, I sent the friend request, so I'm so happy to get to meet her and talk about her latest projects, and it's going to jog my memory why I'm always so into what she's doing. So, you know, I love a good read, and just that her name alone leaves T.C. Little. Doesn't that sound like blockbuster? <laughs> And you know what, her pen is so nice, but you know, it's gritty. And the other thing I like about... Oh, I like gritty. She, write, she don't she don't give you no pamphlet. I like that she gives you a nice, some meat and potatoes to read, a nice thick book. Mm. You know, it's not too thin. It's just, it's just right. You know how sometimes you get a book and you get to read and it's like, dang, it's kind of thin. Or it's all thick because mm-hmm. the letters are all big or the letters are all little. It's like her writing mm-hmm. style and her formatting and the way she packages up her work is always just right. Oh, that's a reader's dream, girl, a reader's dream. Because those are the kind of books you could just curl up with. And, you know, sometimes I feel like calling out for a sick day and enjoying the book. <laughs> but that sounds like the type of book that would get me to make that phone call. Absolutely. She she and she has that paperback hustle. And you know, a lot of times and I don't need no inboxes, but there are a lot of the new authors don't have that hustle. They don't know what it is, you know, to move a book. And 
she she gives them really a good example of how you move a book. She interacts on her page. You know, we always talk about those authors that they don't inter they don't post links all over the place. Um, and mm-hmm. she's one of those authors. She doesn't post links all over social media, but she does mm-hmm. interact on her page all the time. Mm, okay, that's that old school hustle, and nothing beats the old school hustle. And the beauty of seeing, you know, when I first saw Nene Capri and Aaron Bebo hustle those books, it's just a beautiful thing to see. They just get the readers, like you go to these book signings, so my listeners, um, if you ever see a book signing, just go up and talk to an author because just to see them, and, and, and you don't even necessarily have to know them, just to hear the passion in an author's voice and the way they hustle those books, girl, that's a beautiful thing. So I got mad love for authors that have that paperback hustle. Yes, definitely. Also, you know, Michelle Morris, her mom, and I always call her the Detroit Connect. Her and PC White oh. over there are hood books because they always, always bring, they're always bringing authors in. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing like a, when I first moved to the city, it was a little discouraging because I was like, are there authors here? You know, mm-hmm. and most of the authors would come from out of state and they would come in. And I was like, there's no authors here, you know, doing anything. And I don't know mm-hmm. how I met Michelle Moore. I think I went, I think I wanted her on the show and I went to mm-hmm. her store. And I don't know who was there. Quan uh, was there. Somebody was there. And I thought it was the first time I met her. And then I had, um, we had like an hour-long conversation on the phone. And when mm. I tell you, Michelle Moore, I mean, I love her. She don't take no mess, but I just love her. <laughs> just as far as industry-wise, she is a jewel. Mm-hmm. She is a jewel uh-huh. that is just there Um a plethora of information. She knows this industry backwards and forwards. So I think mm-hmm. that also contributes to the way, you know, T.C. Little moves. And she, mm-hmm. you know, she's not, you know how you have some authors that are just out there. She's not really out there. You know, she's just real cool. She's real quiet, laid back. So I'm glad she took time to be able to kick it with us on the show on mm-hmm. today. We got the whole You Promise team, uh, the whole Say You Promise team on here. We're going to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with the fabulous T.C. Little. Okay. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no co defending. I know they snitching 30 years, reals, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on me. No, the street couldn't hold me. They triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I want a bag. Now I'm shopping with my bitch. All she want is Chanel. 
Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up count money If it's right for the price, tell them I can run it Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss in Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living Chili in it, big got all my chains on Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on Told that walker flocker got that flame on Get me jugging with my rich home Hey, hey, this I live This I live This I live This I live I really live it like for real I really do this shit for real A hundred twenty carries Don't get yourself embarrassed What I paid for the cross I could have bought a navy Four thousand thirty two grams Say one Home damage chain That's what I paid for when I was young, they lay with your board, damn fool. 22's enough on my Benz truck and my old school. You get the picture, the money, it ain't the issue. Six figures before the rap game, now I'm a little richer, homie. Still a real nigga, yeah, and I do real shit. Make West, fuck around, we'll start shifting my whole freak. Run down the Springfield, nigga, get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas on chill, got it on them things in the fast lane. Burning brain, bumping Jake and I live. I represent no Memphis, motherfucker. And this is how I live, motherfucker. This your boy, you got it. Hey, Jimmy and big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. Just be jugging with my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live it like for real. I really do this shit for real. This I live. This I live. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Absolutely. We are back. That was our exclusive from Bird School Records. Shout out to JCEO and Blue Marley for sending us that. That's Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. Uh, it's not available yet, but once it's available, if you're enjoying it, we'll continue to play it, and we'll tell you how you are able to get it. Welcome to Let's Chat. I am Leisha. For all of those who are just tuning in, you know I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking that talk tonight about diamonds in the rough. That's right. We have the whole Say You Promise team in the building. We got the, I always call Miss Michelle Moore the Detroit Connect because she's always connecting readers um, with authors from the city, from outside the city, from other states. She's always bringing authors in. Uh, so if you are a reader and you're in the Detroit area, head over to Hood Books. Um, if you want good reads, she is our Urban Book Connection there. So we have the fabulous T.C. Little. She is in the chat room coming to kick it with us. Hey. Hi, how are you? Hey, ladies, how are you doing? TC, welcome to the chat room. Oh, man. My first time being on the show. What y'all got going on? <laughs> we try we to keep it popping up in For all those that Get don't it. know, TC Little's pen. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Um, okay, I started writing really a while back. It's been about 10 years almost that I have been writing. My first novel was Knowledge Cost. Um, and I just came out the gate feeling like I had to 
been about some stuff, get some stuff off my chest. So instead of, you know, continuing to run around, spilling tea to people, I just went into the book and decided to pour my soul out into that. So that was the first thing I did. And then by my mother already being an author and being plugged, of course, she was able to put me into the right places that, you know, so I could thrive in that industry. And then from there, it just kind of shot off, you know. I just took it and ran with it. So um, I did some anthologies. Then I did, um, I took a break, and then I came back a few years ago, like maybe 2014, 2013. And since then, I've just been popping. Like, I haven't been, you know, really stopping with dropping books and writing some anthologies with urban books. So I've really been taking it, you know, day by day and pushing it out to just, you know, keep my name relevant. So that's, that just about sums it up. Well, girl, that's that's a lot going on. This is Tony. We're going to try to remember to introduce ourselves because, you know, people get on here and say, I thought there was two people on here. We do sound so much alike. So we're going to try <laughs> to remember to introduce ourselves. But um, you know, you get you say you got into the industry, and your mom is doing is in the industry, which Alicia was uh, informing us earlier. You know, you mm-hmm. have that rare combination, that rare trait where you have a parent in the industry that can kind of guide yeah. you. Do you think that that kind of helped you avoid some of the pitfalls and some of the drama that can be um, associated oh, with? Oh yeah, the- mm-hmm. definitely. Because when you come in and absolutely know nothing about the game you have no insight and you're just kind of picking around to see who you Mm -hmm. can trust who is loyal you know I kind of didn't have to navigate that you know what I'm saying she kind of Mm -hmm. already knew what was going on and she kind of knew my attitude and how I would react so she kind of you know for all intents purposes she put me into a boot camp (laughs) you know this Mm -hmm. is what you should do this is what you shouldn't do um, so, yeah, I did get to escape a lot of the things that a lot of people coming into the game, um, you know, trip upon. Um, mm-hmm. So I I am thankful for that because it, it, it really was a stepping stone. So I, I can say I was privileged to be plugged to the plug, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, TC, this is Tony once again. That can also give you that confidence to move the way that you need to move and that you should move because you know that you don't have to face a whole lot of the drama. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a gift and a curse because I don't want to seem like, you know, something is handed to me because of her accomplishments or, mm-hmm. you know, what I have is because of her when really, you know, I do have a talent as well. So I don't like people to feel like that. But I do like, you know, the connection that we have and how we move as mother and daughter. And how I know she has my back because, you know, without that, I wouldn't have met mm-hmm. the Quans probably as early and have that brotherhood type thing. Or Ashley and okay. was like, I met a lot of people that she hustled with and was strong with that, you know, came in and told me little tidbits of information that I would not have, you know, had contact with. So to be able to get that knowledge as well. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it does make me more confident that I came into it knowing so many people that had already been so successful, you know what I mean? Because I was like, mm-hmm. well, hell, if I'm running with the big dogs, I'm going to be a big dog too, <laughs> you know? That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, TC, this is Leisha. I got a question for you because in the beginning, I just want to go back because you mentioned about uh, writing anthologies with urban books. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the benefits of anthologies, uh, writing an, in an anthology, especially for newer authors? 
um, when I first started doing it, I was like, okay, I can get exposure. You know what I mean? If people don't know who you are, you can kind of tap into the fan base of, you know, other of other authors. You could collaborate and gain, you know, a friendship with other authors. The first anthology I did was in Around the Way Girls. Latanya West and I met each other through that. And we were able to become like ten sisters and, you know, support each other in what we were doing outside of that anthology. So it has its benefits, you know what I'm saying, in both of those things to me. Absolutely. I'm sorry, T. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was no, I love when the sisterhood comes together, you know, because a lot of people can get away from that, especially with the emergence of social media. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily get that 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 connection, that true sisterhood. So it's it's great to see that um you and Latanya West had formed that. And can you just tell us a little bit about your pen? How would you describe your pen to our listening audience, someone that hasn't read a T.C. Little's book? Oh, wow, okay. I'll give it to you just <laughs> kind of gritty. I'm raw with it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just, whatever I might have experienced or seen or read about, it's like I'm giving you my opinion. And I write a lot of first person. So when mm-hmm. you can pretty mm-hmm. much, if you read the books, it's like, damn, T.C. talk like that. Yeah, that's her writing. You know, so I'm really just giving you a lot of realness in what I'm writing. And, you know, as I'm growing as an author, I'm putting more detail and more character background and more twists and turns in it. Because, I'm, you know, when I first started, it was more, so I'm going to get this story, I'll get this anger and aggression out. I was more so writing about crazy chicks. But as you grow and mature, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of say, okay, well, I'm just not a crazy chick. I got, like, a plot and a plan behind it. You know, you can expect a lot of detail and change and some some uh, plot surprises in the upcoming stories I have. So, But it's still a lot of crazy. I like to leave your jaw dropped and, you know, be like, wow. But it is always, like, some truth. So you won't read my mm-hmm. stories and feel like, where the hell she pulled this from? So... I try to keep it to you real, relate to what's going on out here for real, so my you know mm-hmm. readers can feel the book. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, so that's it. Hey, I, my, you know, my we all about real. that. That's <laughs> right. We all about <laughs> that on that chat. We love to be able to feel the author's skin. That's how you feel the passion mm-hmm. for what they what they're doing and, and why they're doing it. You get to feel that even yeah. before you even meet them or listen to them. Now, what is your writing process like? Because I remember meeting you for the first time and I saw your books and they were thick. You don't give no thin little paper thin books. You give some meat and potatoes in your work. What is your writing mm-hmm. process like? It's, it's kind of changed because, you know, I have a, a child with autism and now I had this 18-month-old. So it's changed because before I used to just get up in the morning and write until I fell asleep at night and then get up in the middle of the night and, you know, write again. So now it's kind of, you know, I do a lot of outlining and a lot of, you know, writing notes on my phone. And then when I can get the time in, I sit and just cram it out. Because like I said, I go with the storyline in my head and I can pretty much figure out everything that I want to do. It's just about planning out how I want to plot it out to everybody else. I don't like using the same words, the same phrases, you know, that type of thing. So it's taking me a little bit longer to get the story out, but I just get up and go with it. I don't write it in notebooks. You know, I write my write my notes, but I just get on the computer mm-hmm. and go with the flow. And if I don't like how it's going, I delete it and start over. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that's, you know, I'm just a computer type person. I know a lot of people do the transferring, but, and I toil mm-hmm. a lot, which is probably a weakness. But um, I don't like to have step or put a book out and regret putting it out. So I go over my work a lot, read the story a lot, feel what I think my readers might think. And, you know, just try to give a good presentation. You know, I don't – I give the readers what I would want to receive. Mm-hmm. But, you see, you know, that is so important to uh, the, the true avid reader because, he, you know, Alicia and I always said, I'd rather have quality over quantity any day because you can mm-hmm. feel when a story is rushed and when you continually read the same words over and over like you said, you know, it's like, you know, expand that vocabulary, expand that knowledge, and give us something nice and fresh. So I would prefer yeah, what you say, hey, it's going to be a short story. It's going to be an anthology, you know. We we just mm-hmm. have to package and present our stuff out the way it is and stand behind our work. And I just, right. you know, that's what I try to do. Whatever it is that I do, I stand behind what I do 100%. And you know, I try to be like, this is this is me. This is my product, my brand. So mm-hmm. you know, that that's just I, I just try to stay confident in, in that, and I think that's what kind of separates me from all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go back because you mentioned that you've been writing for about ten years, and I know that mm-hmm. a lot of authors that we have they always talk about reviews. Um, how are you able to? Um, handle the criticism that comes from some reviews when you receive it? Um, My mother helped me <laughs> a lot at first because I was, oh, like, live it. Like, how can they say this? You know, <laughs> any little thing that they would say, you know, I can't even lie. It was like, you put so much time and effort and your heart into it. It's like you're a baby. And when someone says something about it, you're like, oh, hell, do you know how much time I put into it? But mm-hmm. she, like, you know, look, it should not for everybody. You know, if you got one bad review or 20 good reviews, why is you like wasting your time just, you know, teetling over one thing and letting that just make your day? So over time, I just had to learn everybody's not going to like my style. Everybody's not going to like my story. You may like my mm-hmm. story and not like the other four. I just have to write mm-hmm. what I write and stand behind it and not be tripped up on opinions because, you know, with social media, everybody has an opinion. But, you mm-hmm. know, we're not going to like everything, period. <laughs> so you just got to say, hey, take the good with the bad and keep it moving and don't let it hold you up, you know. So it took me some time, and, and my mama had to school me. But I'm, I'm at, I feel like I'm at a point now where I can receive that good and bad. Mm, that's awesome. You know, like you said, everybody's not going to like everything you write. And I might like book two and not book five, but I still right. going to be in there because you won't know if you like it if you don't read it. Yep, and hey, we might redeem ourselves. So, you know, it's just all about just taking it what it is and, Knowing that, you know, you write a lot of things. You know, you might not like it, you might might love it, just keep it moving. Don't get caught up in it. That's the biggest part. Mhm. That is. That's so true. Now this is Tony once again, T C tell us a little bit about your latest project that you got out there. Oh, okay. Um, I've been kinda holding on to this. Um, Carl Weber, you know, came to hear a book last week. And um, you know, we had a conversation with my mom so I He'll be picking up Knowledge Cost, which was my, you know, first baby novel. 
and um, it'll be going into Urban Books, and it'll be retitled Loyal to His Lies, you know, that going into Urban Books, because that'll be, you know, Walmart, Target, we all want that shelf life. And um, mm-hmm. he also picked up another uh, story I had been working on, which is brand new, uh, which is called Arm Candy. So um, that'll be out on Walmart and Target. I'm excited about that. Um, Thugging and Loving, that was with uh, another publisher, but I'm going to be republishing it within a couple of days. And it's been extended. The story's been changed. You know, when I said earlier about that growth in my writing, I kind of introduced that in Thugging and Loving. Um, And then I have a new book that'll be dropping around Valentine's Day called Across My Heart. I haven't even promoted that yet. Um, I've been keeping busy, even though I've been quiet, and just, you know, working on some things in the background so I can, you know, come back out with a real bang. So that that's just about something, but now in February. I haven't really planned out March yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, Lisa, we, yeah, we love those titles. We are, we are titles. We, we book bougie. Yeah, we, we admit it, but don't yeah, we, we book bougie. <laughs> Hey, you supposed and to be. You know, this how the world. cover ain't right, and the title is a mess, and everything. All and we we just be like, girl, was, did you see that? I can't. You know, I love it because <laughs> most of the time with your books, the title grabs you, the cover mm-hmm. blends in, and it really once you open it up then you have your pen that really snags the reader, and that's the best part about. Um, authors that are like really in tune. Can you talk about a little bit about the importance of that, making sure your title, your synopsis and your cover blend like that? I mean, it's just pretty much like the packaging is what make a person buy it. The packaging is your presentation. You know what I mean? So if you have a copy package, you're not going to want to pick it off the show. So I don't toil over looking at a cover and you know, go back and forth with the, with the title. I want someone to be like, oh, my God, what is that? So you can read the other 50,000 words that I've written. You know, and that's the mm-hmm. thing is that these four or five words you put in the title and these maybe 200 words you put to describe what all these other words are in the book, that's like, you know, almost as important because to get to, you know, the meat of it, you got to have a big part done. You got to have the juices, you know, so, that that is big, and and the big part about it too is that you're not necessarily in control of the cover. So we can you know maybe pick a pre-made, but when we do customize, we have to go back and forth and find out. You know, a model might have been used that was used by someone else's book, and we may not have known. So a lot of times we don't we lose the control we have that that goes into that process. But um, you know it is critically important. And, and we try to, you know, get the best that we can get to make sure, you know, I, what we put out on the table does the best it can do. So I try my hardest, but, you know, it is what it is. That's so true, uh, TC. This is Tony because, you know, sometimes, like here in New York, it's such a busy, busy city, but if I'm walking down Fifth Avenue and I, and I walk past Barnes & Noble and something grabs my eye, that cover, that title, that picture, everything is going to make me go in that store and inquire about that book. So that is so important, mm-hmm. that packaging. And the reason I brought that up because I love the arm candy 
title and Across My Heart, those are the titles that grab you and pull you into any venue that that book may be into. Read that synopsis, like Grecian says, and then go on to that cashier and check that book out and sit down and mm-hmm. enjoy a good read. That's just a, a true reader's oh, Yes, it is. Because before I even started writing, you know, I was definitely into books. And this was before, you know, this is when urban fiction had one little bitty corner on the shelf and mm-hmm. it was like when Triple Crown came out with a book you would be running there for the last you know they only get two copies and you have to get one of those two so I'm mm-hmm. definitely like I feel honored when I put a book out or have a paperback because I remember you know what it was like when it wasn't mm-hmm. you know a big thing now and it's like we have our own genre where, mm-hmm. whereas before we didn't, you know, we're reaching so many different people that, you know, whereas before wasn't really reading. And now they can pick up books that, you know, telling stories, teaching lessons, even though it's, you know, street lit. So, right. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really glad that it's like, you know, growing. The ebook, the ebook kind of mm-hmm. killed the paperback for a slight minute, but then and kept the book world alive and all the paperbacks mm-hmm. is like booming again and it's like the book world is like thriving it seems like and we have our own like community and our own things going on so you know I'm really enjoying this this, this journey here that I'm on mm-hmm. absolutely agree with that now in your book you write first person now what's the most difficult thing about writing characters from the opposite sex I hate writing about boys. <laughs> I hate writing about boys. Oh, my goodness. Because I really don't know, you know, how a man would think. So, you know, I'm asking my husband questions or talking to different friends. I have, like, you know, it is or that, or the reactions that I have gotten out of guys, how they think they would react to me, you know, because I have a lot of experience with being a crazy chick. So, so I just try to bounce off of that, but it is definitely harder um, to write from a, a male's perspective. Definitely, that I, I and when I read books, I don't really read books where males are male. You know, the um the the main character. I generally gravitate towards books where women are, you know, the ones that are running things. So <clears throat> it is very hard because I don't even like reading them. But I, I, I think I do a good job of pulling it off. <laughs> <laughs> and also, TC, this is Tony once again. Writing in that first-person point of view is not easy at all. So, how do you how do you tackle that? Is that your favorite point of view to write about? Um, it it is. When you do third person, I can write a lot of details and tell from different points of view within the you know chapter, um, right. so closely together. When I do first person, it has to be spaced out because I want to make sure that my readers don't get confused when they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, between the characters. But it's mm-hmm. easy for me to give the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of how they're feeling, especially when mm-hmm. they're women, because it's easy for me to put myself into that shoe. You know what I mean? I write a lot from an experience or what I have, I research a lot. You know, me and my girls might have something to happen or we talking about. So I already have a feeling and a passion with it. So when I'm mm-hmm. writing it, it's easy to kind of get a flow with it in first person. And that's generally 
why I started writing in first person because knowledge cost was kind of a dear diary I need to vent. So I, mm-hmm. I, I came out first. So right. that's kind of what I stuck with. Oh, wow. I think we have breaking live news on here. It's a, it's a fire out <laughs> What happened? The, um, as I'm talking to you guys, the uh, fire truck is still pulled up outside. I'm at my house with a gun. Oh, okay. boy. Are, are you okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're okay. It's the street truck. I would have been ran out the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> with my computer and my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Grab those essentials, girl. Grab those important things. You said, wait, but I gotta go. Wait, wait, I got two more things to get back. I'll be right back. <laughs> Just take care. Yes, like I, I got a notebook on the left hand side upstairs. I gotta get that. Someone broke into my house a few years ago, and I was so distraught because they, you know, of course, stole the computer, and I had stories on my computer. And when I tell you. You know, every now and then when I see a story about a crazy baby mama or some crazy stripper friends, I click and read mm-hmm. a few passages like, oh, they better not stole my shit. They better not be the ones who have my shit. <laughs> I know that's right, girl. <laughs> like, uh-uh, they got away with some stuff, I tell you that. And that's so too, you know, like if somebody steals something of yours, like a car or something, you notice how you always looking at every car that look like yours, like, mm mm. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't touch my stuff. But yeah, it's it's all good around here. Now have you ever considered writing under a pseudonym? Uh, I have. Um, especially because my name isn't T.C. Little. I've written under Sidney Simone before. Um, and I actually thought about writing under my government name before. So um, I probably will because I've been thinking about writing a book about dealing with lupus and having a child with autism. And I think with that I wanted to kind of, you know, write under my real name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be awesome. But how do you yeah. how do you balance that? Because I know on your page you're very vocal about having lupus when you're not feeling well. How how difficult is it to to write? Because you get them books out, rain, shine, sick or not. How how Man. difficult really is it for you to um, process that? It's I can manage it. Um, it it does get hard some days. Um, it's more so a mental thing for me because I can get online and see everybody else kind of doing their thing and I'll get kind of sad. Like, oh, I wish I could get up and write. Oh, I wish I could. And that kind of motivates me to kind of push through the pain. Um, sometimes it is that I cannot, you know, deal or cannot cope with it. And that does slow me down because I could push them out a lot faster. But um, mm-hmm. the method for me is more mental when it when it comes to the books because it, mm-hmm. it tires me out so I get you know discouraged sometimes because I'm so tired but you know it's I'm trying you know I just try to keep up the best way that I can and mm-hmm. um, I get beat down about it but it, it gets to me sometimes it does mm. I know that can drain you you know um, it's it's not easy 
not a mystery yeah. the industry. Yeah, but the good thing about it is I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I can do it pretty much anytime. You know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I know I don't have to get up and punch a clock like a lot of authors. You know, some authors have lupus, and then they have that 9 to 5, and then they have kids, too. I don't have all of those, you know. I don't have to go to work. So mm-hmm. that that is a chance for me at the same time. So I get to rest, too, and, you know, move at my own pace. So, I, you know, I won't complain about it all because that is definitely a benefit is, um, you know, being able to stay home with my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I'm gonna, this is Tony once again. I'm going to ask you a fun question, you know, because uh, we, like, we like to end our interviews on fun questions. Um, if mm-hmm. I had the power <laughs> to look into Miss Teensy Little's head, what would I discover and be exposed oh. to that no one else would know? <laughs> oh, Lord. You need to say, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me say, TC and Tiffany are two different people, okay? <laughs> Tiffany is kind, and, you know, I can kind of, like, you know, remove and maneuver, and, you know, Tiffany. Oh, she's acting same crazy. She has no sense. And you would be like, okay, yeah, she is this character. You'll be trying to figure out which character am I in, the, in, in my book, okay? <laughs> so that's what you would be looking at, just like, how does she do it? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's I, I would be, like, trying to get, like, go my head spinning around trying to keep up. <laughs> Man, you be on one side of the brain like, oh, okay. Then you go to the other side like, this crazy shit over here. I can't maneuver through it. So. <laughs> Definitely. I'm just I'm turning on TC on one side and Tiffany on the other side, and they just bump heads. I told you my mama put me into boot camp. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm gonna ask you one more, t- one more question, fun question. Now, me and TC are riding down the street, and I come to, I happen to pull up to her at a red stoplight. Tell me who she would be bumping in her stereo, popping her hands to, popping her fingers to. Oh, oh my goodness! Right now, we will be hearing either Jeezy, take off us with Jeezy all day. We'll be hearing uh, Drake, Fake Love. I love that song right now. And I love that song, Big Sean. I just was, um, the, it's called Move by um, Big Sean. I was just singing it to my mom the other day. And uh-huh. uh, she said, I'm a dine, I'm a dine, I'm a dine. I take I my whole family on and I take care of my mom. And I'll be banging at it thinking about her. And she take care of all mm-hmm. of us. And she just, you know, hold us all down. Uh-huh. And I think it's cool. He's from Detroit, too. So, you know, you know, three. I will be banging those and throwing my hands up and trust. You will see me dancing in my car. Like, that is not a joke. Okay. <laughs> and you got some music, some music right. coming out of Detroit, girl. <laughs> Listen, as small as I am, I am the party, okay? Yes. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. TC, we have so enjoyed having you here on this chat with me and a fabulous Miss Alicia, but please shout out your social media handles and anything else that your list, your readers can uh, look forward to and anything else you'd like to share with us. 
Okay, y'all. I'm TC Littles everywhere on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. You can just Google TC Littles and it just pops up with every way you can get in touch with me. Um, look for me, like I said, I'll be on some shelves in Walmart and Target, so doing their shopping ads for TC Littles, you know, um, on Candy and Loyal to His Lies. That'll be hitting shelves next year. But upcoming, mm-hmm. like I said, I have Thugging and Loving for you guys, Uncross Your Heart. And um, I didn't drop this title earlier. You guys are going to love this. It's Warren Gritty for um, Made for a Savage. That's coming super, super soon. Ooh. And the characters in there, I have been in love with this girl. I mean, I was gut thinking about her, but the street thinking about her. So this story, just mm. look out for Made for a Savage, y'all. Trust. TC came back with her game this time. And, yes, I'm talking in third person, but that's the Tiffany in me, okay? She, she brought her game oh, in. <laughs> I love so it. So I enjoyed talking to you ladies, definitely. And it was a pleasure being on the show. And I, I really thank you for inviting me to be on here with you. Oh, we we appreciate you, you know, taking time out, yeah. sharing your world with us. Tiffany's world mm-hmm. and TC's world. <laughs> <laughs> and you are welcome back anytime, TC, both of you, you and Tiffany. <laughs> you know what? That's when, when when that story come out about me fighting with Lucas and autism, I'm going to have to call you guys so I can. Because Tiffany and TC, she does come out in, in, in that story because, you know, what I'm dealing with is, you know, it's serious, but at the same time, you got to keep laughing and keep them smiling sometimes. So when that comes out, I'm going to call you mm-hmm. guys up so we can talk about it and, you know, chat it up some. Anytime. All right. Anytime. Anytime. All righty, you guys. We're going to talk to my crazy mama. <laughs> All right, I'm thank so you so much for sharing yourself with us. You have a good day. You too, ladies. Good night. Okay. Good bye night. bye. Lisa, <laughs> I love that interview. I girl. love she her energy. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. She is just when I when I say she's like really down to earth and laid back. She is. She like she's really sweet, uh-huh. and I just. Love, love. When you hear her passion about what she does and why she does it and how she feels about mm-hmm. her writing, this is why we do what we right. do. This is why we enjoy having authors on the show. We enjoy to hear. You know, as readers, you get to mm-hmm. feel the author's passion in their pen. But as readers, right. when you don't know who the author is and they don't have word of mouth, then that author has um, their selves and their personality mm-hmm. to kind of help you see and feel uh, what they see and feel about their work. And so I enjoy what we do, and we appreciate everyone Mm -hmm. that supports us here on Let's Chat. If you want to be a sponsor or a guest on the show, no worries. Just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you're just tuning in and you missed our first interview with the fabulous T.C. Little, no worries. You can catch us on our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes. Yes, I really enjoyed that, Leisha. It was like we had a girls' night out, and we were just kicking it and just having a good old time. 
Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to have her back on. I'm. I want to ask about this made for a savage type thing she got going on. We can get. We gonna have to ask her about that when she rolls through next time because I'm just okay. so excited. Just that title alone make me want to one click, and I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> it don't matter. We ready to one click it. We got to take a brief break, and then we'll be back with Detroit's Connect for Urban Fiction, the fabulous Michelle Moore. Okay.
luncheon and literature, eat and greet. March 4th, 2017 at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingroyaltypromotions at gmail.com. Are you an author looking for promotional services or a reader looking for a great read at low prices? In this competitive world of books, Writing Royalty Promotions is dedicated to bringing authors and readers together to build a greater respect for literature through our various promotional services and online bookstores. So head over to writingroyaltypromotions.com and check us out. Save your seat at the Writer's Pro Workshop with Rashonda Tate Billingsley and Victoria Christopher Murray, March 5, 2017, at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seats are limited. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingworldspromotions at gmail.com. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. If you're just tuning in, I am Alicia, and you know I got my right hand as well as my left from time to time. The fabulous Miss Tony. We ain't here kicking it, talking that talk with these diamonds in the rough. We got the rip. This is, I really consider her a diamond in the rough. Um, the fabulous author Michelle Moore. Hey, how are you? Hi, hey, how are you? I'm good. What's happening? I just listened to that interview with that T.C. Little. She's something else, ain't she? <laughs> yes, she is. We had the best time with her. Her uh, and Tiffany. Yes, yeah, we had a good time. Look, yeah, both of them. Where they come from? Where we get these people from, okay? <laughs> now, for all of those who have not sampled Michelle Moore's pen, they haven't been to Hood Books, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Um, let me see. Well, I started, um, I wrote Say You Promise, which was my first book. And I think it came out in 2005, like 2005 or something like that. And it made the Essence bestseller list twice. And then um, part two, which was Say You Promise Once More, um, it came out shortly after that. And so I just, you know, well, Carl Weber has it now. It's called Cold Hearted and Crazy. Um, no Home Training, Ruthless and Rotten, and Part 4, Tick, Tick, Boom, which will be out, I think, in July. But I just, you know, I always used to love, like, reading books. So I said, well, you know, let me try my hand at writing it. So I wrote a book. I really got, like, 40 copies. And I literally put five copies in a truth bookstore that was here, five copies in the Shrine of the Black Madonna bookstore that was here, I gave one to my mama, and then the other ones, I got on the bus and went to New York. And my cousin met me at Port Authority, and I took the books and went to A&B Books. Um, it was a distributor. It's closed now. But A&B, and then they had another book distributor back then called Culture Plus. I took, like, say you promised there at first, and they were like, hey, Oh, man, we love this cover. It's slamming. You know, give me 2,500 copies. Say, what now? And <laughs> I went to Culture Plus, and they was like, oh, we love it. Give me 1,500 copies. I'm like, what? Now I had only printed up those 40 copies. 
So, you know, and before I left, I got on the bus, you know, I was crying like real tears, and I was like, I hope somebody buy my book. I hope somebody will want my book. Uh-huh. And so when they said, you know, I want 2,500 copies, and I want 1,500 copies, of course I lied and said, yeah, I got that. I got it at home. Yeah. Let me go back to Detroit. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. You know, which was a lie. I went around the corner and sat on the curb in New York on the curb. And I was like so excited. My nose was bleeding. You know what I mean? Because my nose bleeds all the time. My nose bleeding. You know, I was snot the whole, how I'm going to get these books. So, you know, I came on home, you know, somehow got the books together and just kept going back and forth, hustling the books in the street. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and you know, just never look back. Mm-hmm. What a journey! <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, now I got a question crazy. though. This is Leisha. You said in 2005 you hit the Essence bestseller list twice. Was that as an independent author, or was that as um, a signed author? Well, independent. Well, I mean, I've been on that. Um, six times, but it was independent. I just um, maybe four years ago signed with Urban Books. I stayed independent because for me, anything other than independent was like a job. I hate jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, job is too much because it's deadlines. When you <laughs> with somebody, yeah, it's deadlines. They got their foot on your neck, honey. And they like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we want it like this turn this in, this, you know, format like this, you know, you can't do this. It's just like different rules and regulations when you with a publisher, you know, than if you just self-publishing and you by yourself. Because I can title anything I want to. Like now, it's a lot of crazy titles that's out. But back in the day, in 2006, when Say You Promise once, no, Say You Promise once more, was coming out. I think it was the part, third part of Say You Promise. It was originally uh-huh. called Fuck a Promise. F-U-K oh. a promise. Right. Uh-huh. F-U-K a promise. And so at that point, only myself and Leandre Price, he wrote Bloody Money. He had a book, I believe it was coming out of um, Street Knowledge, and it was called Merry and Christmas. And uh-huh. Hakeem, that owns Black and Nobel Books, he called us both and was like, oh, y'all title's too rough. Woo, don't do it. Your title's too rough. But I, I I, printed like 500 copies of Ever Promise and sold them anyway. And I was like, hey, those are like collector items, okay? Like, mm-hmm. if you got that, it's good. Then I flipped over to a more of a mainstream title because Borders had picked them up. So, you know, I had to have mm-hmm. the title cleaned up for Borders for, you know, part one, part two, and part three. But originally, like now, you can name a book anything. You don't even care. You know what I mean? People don't even care. You know, my grandma broke her leg last week, part two. You know what I mean? I'm jumping off the roof, you know, and the sequel, Uh you know. So, you know, we did those, and then we just, you know, Hakeem was like, hey, that's too rough. They're not ready. It's too rough. I'm like, okay. So, you know, that was it. But it was to be independent, you know, Back then was different than now because of the ebook situation. Paper books, paperbacks were like so heavy back then. 
and we didn't have electronic books. So you get your paperbacks, and you're going to automatically get, you know, a low bar is 2,500 books that you would get printed off each title, and you hit the streets. And you could sell that easily in a couple of weeks, especially in New York. Come on now. That's uh-huh, like the go-to uh-huh. place. So, you know, it was different then. So, uh-huh. That's so true. And, you know, Michelle, this is Tony. Speaking of uh, selling books in New York, you can go downtown Brooklyn and Flatbush and see all the authors, urban authors on the tables that are being sold. You know, right, and it's like right. that 31 flavors that Alicia's always talking about. And every other corner, you have a whole, the, the guys out there hustling those paperbacks. So I so used to love just going down Flatbush and, and Fourth Avenue downtown right. Brooklyn. Well, you know what, uh, Keon, Akeon is still there on, um, I think, on Duffield and Fulton, right over in that area. You know, so mm-hmm. he's still doing his thing. But, like, when I would go to downtown Brooklyn, right there, like, A&B was right there on Fulton and Duffield. You would go down their street and go down Flatbush, and it's like a vendor every other corner. And you would see yes. people out there, like, it used to be crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys remember um, Ebony Stroman. She wrote... Um, the game chose me. She would be on mm-hmm. one corner over there. You would see Caroline McGill. She set up over there. You know what I mean? You would see mm-hmm. different authors that's like really like, boom, they weren't like afraid to come out. You would just get your case of books. You would come out and it's like the camaraderie, like watch my table, watch my, you mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't even, like I used to have just like a TV tray, you know, a TV tray that mm-hmm. you eat on. Mm-hmm. I would get the TV tray, the little rolling bag, you know, books in the bag, and a case. And you just stack them up as far as you could get them. And you would sit on your case. If you didn't have, like, a little folding chair, you'd sit on the case until you kept selling so many that the box was empty. And then you go home. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it would be a sun-up something, and we would all be together. It was, you know, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. back in the, the camaraderie. It wasn't yeah. cutthroat. You know, right. it was just really That's good. True. And the vendors, 125th, you know, CD was out there. You know, Porgo, mm-hmm. just, you know, Henry, 149th in the Bronx. It was vendors. It was really like, you know, 60 or 70 vendors. You go to Jamaica, Queens, there's Masamba out there. They were really out mm-hmm. there. And paperback books were just everywhere, you know. But, hey, mm-hmm. it's technology. So, I mean, now, I'm you've glad been in the app now. Uh oh, see you breaking up. Say it yes, one more time. Go ahead, I'm good. Oh, I was going to say, you've been in the industry so long. How were you able to um, keep your integrity in, in a, such a tainted industry? I mean, well, like for the bookstore itself, all the books in there are paid for. I pay cash. If I get books um, from authors and say, hey, you know, I'm taking, you know, what's your book? I want to know what your wholesale price is. Tell me your wholesale price. I'm going to tell you how many I want. Send them and, you know, boom, I'm going to give you your money and you're going to get paid. Every book in my store, because you've been in my store. I believe, right? Yeah. You've been in the store. Both of them. Every mm-hmm. book in the store, yeah, they pay for. I don't take consignment because you're not going to double back and say, I owe you a nickel, I owe you a penny, I owe you a dime. I pay cash. And then I get mine mm-hmm. on the flip end. 
it's easier that way because that way I won't have 15, 20, or 30 different, you know, open consignment things or 20, 30, or 40 different authors calling me saying, how's my book doing? How's my book doing? Because every author thinks they, they book is better than hot butter popcorn. And they think when they put it right there, you know, somebody beating down the door to come and get that bad boy. But mm-hmm. if I have your book and I pay cash, then it belongs to me. And I'm not in love with any book in that store. I try to sell them all. I want them all out of there. I try to get rid of every book in there. Mine is no different than, you know, my daughter's or, you know, or Ashton DeCraven's book or whether it be a Zane book or whether it be a, a new person that I'm introducing my readers to, my customers to there. I paid cash for that book, although it was wholesale. So now I'm trying to push it. Just like it's my own. I'm pushing it harder because I want to get my money back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that author who I got your books from, you need to be on social media and you need to be saying, hey, if you're in the Detroit area, stop by and get my book. Hey, you That's know, right. my book is over here. My book is wherever it is. Even if it's if it's here, if it's in another bookstore or wherever it is, the same way that you go so hard in the paint, putting these links everywhere and you know you should be if you if you have paperbacks I'm not mad at ebooks because I got ebooks too but if you have paperbacks mm-hmm. and I purchase them then you know help me sell them and say hey they right there because guess what the quicker they sell the more readers are going to know about you and you're going to get more money because I'm going to call you or text you or email you I'm going to send smoke signals or something hey give me some more damn books they sell them I know, I know that's right. You know, Michelle, that's one thing we were saying, Alicia and I were saying with um, Mm -hmm. TC earlier, the newer authors these days, they they don't have that old school book hustle, that paper book hustle, and and that's that bread and butter to an author. I mean, getting them out there sold. I tell you what, um, it's a lot of them that, that, that do have it. It's a lot of new mm-hmm. authors that really do, you know, they're getting paperbacks. Paperback is coming back, okay? And it's mm-hmm. a lot of authors that are, you know, getting paperbacks and trying to push them because it's a lot of great events that, you know, different people are putting on. So they know they want to come mm-hmm. to these events and meet the readers. So more and more people are, you know, the are getting paperbacks again because it's like – um like being a rapper, a musician, or anything. They make their money on mm-hmm. tour. You're going to make your money on merchandising. So now you come to the stage and you're on tour. That's like an author. You do merchandising and like, hey, mm-hmm. such and such is on tour. Now they got t-shirts, they got cups, they got mugs. Well, your books and paperbacks are like your merchandise. So now you're on tour. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wait for Amazon to give you that money and deposit it into your account, your PayPal, whatever it is. You don't have to wait for another publisher, whether it's ebook or paperback, whether it's mainstream or independent, to mm-hmm. give you money. You have these paperbacks, and you're in charge of your own destiny. So mm-hmm. you're getting your money on the spot. You're getting your money when you go to the grocery store and you got books in your trunk, and you say, hey, you, I got these mm-hmm. books right here. You know, hey, you mm-hmm. know, anywhere you at, 
it's a book signing. Anywhere you at, it's the potential that you can make ten or fifteen dollars, whatever you charge for your book. That's money right. right there. Don't tell me you can't pay your phone bill that's due tomorrow, and your phone bill is sixty dollars, and here you got twenty books you riding around with. That's your phone bill, and then some. There you have Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, and I'm you know, glad that you mentioned that because I always say this. You know, people have. A, they get a facade from social media a lot of times. You know, they see someone they have, they they cover up, and they might have a synopsis or they might have an excerpt of their book, and then you see 300 people have liked the cover. And I always say just because 300 people like the cover does not mean all 300 went and one clicked that book. You still have to work. You still have to right, network definitely. and not just on social media. So I'm glad that you said that. I mean, a lot of times, like when it's events, people have to show up sometimes. And I'm guilty of that probably because, you know, I had the stores and stuff, and I'm really like a social recluse. Like when you see me at the store, and I mean, we have book events, there's so many things going on. And it's like a circus. Because, you know, in my, my events, we go crazy. You know what I mean? We got, we got everything you, going Tony. on. All right, Vince, we off the hook. Always has this fried chicken. I don't know if she fries it. I don't know if God fried it. But this fried chicken uh, that she has at her event is always off. She's saying it's fried day. chicken because she don't want the moonshine. Because I always say, hey, girl, you want this moonshine? You want this moonshine? Because we got homemade moonshine. You know, we have moonshine. We got food. We got, see, every, here's the deal, like, for book signings at Hood Book. For me, I know that mm-hmm. as an author and first coming into the game, it was some people that reached out to me that really, really, really just took me in and made me feel special. And Quan, Nikki Turner, it was a girl, her name is Crystal Stale. Um, it was just a lot of different people who really, Shannon Holmes, that were so super, super, super nice to a quote-unquote mm-hmm. No, nobody like me, you know what I mean? Because you feel mm-hmm. like these were my idols. These were the people that, you know, like like my daughter said, oh, it's a triple crown. I'm running to get it. You're not going to stop me. I got to get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My life's in jeopardy of getting turned off, but I'm going to get this triple crown. I don't care. You know, I read by candlelight if I have to, but I got to get this book. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that being said, the events at Hood Book, I want every author, no matter who they are, whether you're new, old, a big following, whatever, to feel like you're special. And this is the event, and it is special because we're celebrating your book. You know, we're celebrating, you know, the situation. It's not easy to write a book. People come up, I want to write a book, a real book. I'm not talking about no, you know, mama jumped off the roof shit. A Uh real book. (laughs) takes somebody time. They done developed yes. these characters. They done, you know, took time off into the cover. You know, not no grainy bullshit. Because I don't like grainy mm-hmm. covers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about quality, like you said, titles and every they put really good things off into this book. Now we gotta celebrate it. Now we're gonna have moonshine. Yep, we're gonna have that chicken. Mm-hmm. 
We gonna have it. You know what I mean? It's gonna be some lemon pepper on some of it. We gonna have, you know, Jello shots. We gonna have wine. We gonna talk shit. We gonna laugh. We gonna joke. We gonna take pictures. We gonna we gonna do everything because it's a celebration. Because you just don't write a book every day and just hey, this is it. So you need to be celebrated. Authors need to be celebrating ourselves more than mm-hmm. everybody tearing each other down or thinking it's competition mm-hmm. or, right. you know, I can't support you. I mean, I'm an author, but I support everybody. It's only one person mm-hmm. in this industry that I dislike. Well, it's two now, but it's only two people. You know what I mean? But other than that, everybody is, come on, if you got a book, then you know what I mean if you meet the criteria because I'm not taking a pamphlet or a brochure I'm just not gonna do it because I'm no, not gonna ain't. make money. <laughs> listen, listen. Who gonna check me, boo? Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> take a pamphlet or a brochure because when the readers come, they there for a long time. People that come to my book signings, they don't just buy your book, you sign it and walk out. It's like a discussion going on over there, a discussion going on over there, a discussion. It's like four or five different book kind of like that may be going on about your book. So mm-hmm. if your book is a pamphlet, a brochure, or, you know, no disrespect to the Jehovah Witness, but here you go, you're giving me something of this size, the conversation is over before it got started. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to pay money. When you get this little thin thing and you put it next to a book of substance, you're going to lose. That's Who bad. is going to pay that money for this when they can go over here and pay that money for that? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, for me, I just feel like bring me some quality work. I'm going to buy it. We're going to bang these books out. We're going to get this money, and we're going to turn up at the same time. And when the signing is over, go home. That's it. we done. <laughs> <laughs>
in your general area, then you're doing yourself a disservice because That's right. you don't even come to network. You don't have to come and buy a Michelle Moore book. I'm good. I'm going to eat every day. I'm sick and I'm not missing meals. I'm good. However, you still may want to come and support another author, or you may just want to come and network. Chicken is for everybody, okay? So I don't know when authors from this area, but when I put up a post that may say, hey, you want to get your book at Walmart? Because I got the plug. I see 100,000 people jump on my post. But if you're from this metropolitan Detroit area and you've never been to Hood Book Headquarters and I don't know you and you're from this area, what's the chances of me plugging you? Mm, yeah. That's right. Anyway, what else, girl? What else, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. I'm I just love saying her. I put I in work. Her. I put in work, and you know, you like, you've been to my events. Everybody is welcome. You have, you know, 10, 15 different authors, and they from 10, 15 right. different publishers. Ten, fi- yeah. We all together. We all smile, and we all whatever. That's we right. all together. You you cannot, cannot, cannot call yourself being and doing this alone. Even though you can write That's alone, right. you cannot network or get ahead or just by, you know, turning your back on everybody or thinking you, I never think I'm bigger than the game. I never think mm-hmm. I'm bigger than the game. I ask people all the time, listen, who want to get their book? This, let your book be a five and a half by eight and a half, over 200 pages, and I'm paying cash. How simpler can it get? That's, That's right. Uh-huh. It's cash. It's money. You want some money? You got the product? <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, let's go. <laughs> you know, if the cover is hot, I want to sell it. You know what I mean? That's right. And mm-hmm. the the situation is that if I say, what's your wholesale price? And you tell me you, the retail price, then you need to go back to the drawing board and figure this out and find out the difference between wholesale and retail. It's not my business to be the buyer and the seller. I'm not going to negotiate yes. for both of us. Either you mm-hmm. know or you don't know. I'm not going to drag this out of you or, you know, oh, let me see. Because that way, guess what? You're not, you're not serious. You, this is some stuff you could Google. When people don't Google stuff and they come, that just irks me. Mm-hmm. Google. If all else says, now, well, guess think. what? Ask your comment. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of um, authors, they, they have create space, and they use the free create space ISBN. But can you talk a little bit about the difference from having your own personal ISBN and then having the create space ISBN? Okay. Now, uh, a little bit on that because I normally, I've, you know, create space is not really, you know, something that I really mess with. So I'm not an expert on it. However, I know that when the six by nine thing, when you go to create space and it says, hey, you know, this is the recommended size, trim size of your book, six by nine. And so authors automatically pick it because it's the record. No, it's recommended from creative space. It's not the standard size of books. When you see a six by nine, mm-hmm. And you go take that book into what the library or to, you know, Target, Myers, Walmart, Kmart, you know, Barnes & Noble. And you, do you see a lot of six by nines on the shelf? 
No, they five and a half by eight and a half. But you don't go no further. You just listen to Create Space and I'm going to pick six by nine. That's why they're so big. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's so big and it's, you don't format it correctly. And it's, you cheat in the margins and if you, your book is either single space or double space. You can format it. You can switch all that around. That's not right. Now you can just, if your presentation is off, it's off. Now, as far as the ISBN numbers, the ISBN number is your book's social security number. And mm-hmm. if you get a block of ISBN numbers that belong directly to you, then those are, say you get a block of 10, then each book that you put out and you attach that ISBN number to, that is that book's social security number. So when you go to Boker or you go to um, the the Library of Congress or librarians scan, look it up or anything, it'll come directly to you is belonging to you. That title belongs to you. That's the social security number attached to you. Now, when you get one from Creator Space, and then they go through all of that and say the librarians look, scan, they're looking for this book, they're wondering about this book, or just anywhere, Ingram or just anywhere, then it belongs to Creator Space. It don't belong to you. So how are you, just say you don't want to be independent no more and you want to try to, you know, get yourself over to this situation or that situation and you say, hey, here's my catalog of work. Here's my dossier of what I've done. And then they start checking the ISBN numbers and start checking the numbers and start checking, you know, how many books you say you sold and bam. Then it's really no that you can, that you can, Check yourself because it belongs to them. So, is that? Wow. I don't know. Is that kind of that's difficult to understand? No, that's that's interesting because um, especially when you said it's your book's social security number, so you know it kind of it kind of makes it unique and of itself. If that makes sense. <laughs> Exactly. Like back in the day, they had the 10 numbers. Now it switched over. Then it switched over to 13. And then so it's like. It belongs to you no matter what. If I go and pick up, you know, this old book, old copy I have of Get It How You Live and Social Security number is the ISBN number. It's the same. Mm -hmm. My Social Security number as a human being is the same. It's not going to change unless I'm running some scams and shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not going to change. It is what it is. Yeah, that makes it more. I'm sorry, this is Tony, but that does make it more understandable. But you know, I'm really fascinated about this uh hood book celebration that you 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 have. Can you just tell us a little bit what the inspiration was behind in creating the hood book location? Um, well really, like I said, I was in New York and I was really hustling hard. And I'm hustling, hustling, mm-hmm. doing my thing. And so when Say You Promise, which was the first one, which is now cold and crazy. It got on the Essence bestseller list. I was so happy, so geeked, like, oh, you know. So I got that banner, like a little red little banner, printed across the label of my books then. When I went back to print, mm-hmm. and like I said back then, we were printing like 2,500 was a low run. So I'm printing mm-hmm. like, boom, here's a new print run I'm going to do. 
I went to my graphic designer and said, hey, put this little red banner across the corner that say Essence Bestseller, you know what I mean, and put this on there. Mm-hmm. Like now, I mean, I have so many titles now. I don't run around and say I'm an Essence Bestseller author. I mean, I could, I could say so much shit. I don't. I don't even – that's right. nothing because you only as good as your last book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to keep mm-hmm. on producing, keep on putting out stuff, and keep on staying relevant. I'm not going to live in the past of what I did, you know, three or four years ago or ten years, even ten years right. ago. But I put right. that banner across, and I came back here to Detroit. So I said, mm, I'm getting ready to go out here and sell this book here and sell this book. But it's nowhere like New York to sell books. It's just not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. New York was the go to place and you can get a case of books was like six like 65 books 55 books you get up in the morning you go outside you set up your table you set up your little whatever and you Mm -hmm. hustle you sell your case which is 55 books ten dollars a whop that's 550 dollars now you go home for the night with your money get on the train and go home you don't sell the whole case you know just out there you know, chilling with everybody, laughing and joking, and the readers get to get your book hand-to-hand, and everything was good. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't that type of energy back here in Detroit. We don't have street vendors here. We don't have any of that type of thing that was going on here. So I had to create an avenue of like, oh, my God, let me see. Where can I sell these books at? Where can I, you know, how can I do this? And back in the day, I don't know if y'all remember this, but, you know, Carl Weber had like 25 different stores, and they were called Urban Knowledge. And he had like 25, just odd, yeah, Urban Knowledge. And it was also Caribou. I don't know if you remember them. They had some stores. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Those stores are really popping. Those stores are jumping. And these black people, and they own these bookstores. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting ready to open this originally just to sell my three titles I had. But then Mm -hmm. I started thinking about it, and I was plugged with so many different authors that had embraced me. I'm like, you know what? Let me call him and see can I get his books. Let me call her. Let me just down other things. And then the same distributors Mm -hmm. that I was using and dealing with, I said, you know what? Let me reach out to them. And then it just started Mm -hmm. growing because it was like, so tiny. Like a domino effect, sounds like. Yeah, and it just started mm-hmm. growing and growing and growing. And so I'm blessed, honestly, that after all this time, I'm still in business because, you know, black bookstores or just bookstores as a whole has taken such an awful hit that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you're still standing, you know, you're good. And, that, you know, I'm blessed that I'm still standing. That's why I'm like, hey, if anywhere that I go, if I travel mm-hmm. anywhere, and I'm at the hotel, I'd get the yellow pages out, get to the part where it says the bookstores, and I'd tear it out. And I'd tear it out, and I'd say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I'm getting ready to go hit up these bookstores just so I can introduce myself, leave mm-hmm. some bookmarks, leave a flyer, or even if they carry my book, just to say hello, to let the owner know, hey, you know, so they mm-hmm. could put a face to this book. That mm-hmm. I'm selling, and they would sell it more because they would be like, mm-hmm. hey, this girl came from Detroit, and she came way to Baltimore to say, hey, she was here for something else, and she went out her way to say, hey. Mm-hmm. So that's just like, that goes a you long know, how you, way. yeah, 
How you not gonna come to somebody else's town and say, hey, and they doing me a favor by selling my book because they don't have to. They don't have to mm-hmm. order it. They don't have to. But that personal connection is what made mm-hmm. them keep ordering more and more books for me and more and more, you know, and you just have a connection with people. That's why I don't understand. Mm-hmm. If I lived in a town that's a bookstore, I would be beaten down the path like, hey, hey. <laughs> that is so you know? true. You know, Michelle, while you were talking, this is Tony, while you were talking about that book hustle and putting those cases in your car and going, you know, it seems like sometimes I go downtown Brooklyn because I get my hair done downtown, you know, since I got to get a hair done every week. Right, right. But when right. I'm coming out of the train station, those tables of books are right there. You know, you say mm-hmm. sell those books and hop on the train and go home. Those books could be sold as people are coming in and out of that train station because that's like a hubbub of just oh yeah. Tons of Listen, books. this is you know? what I used to tell people with your synopsis. Mm-hmm. With your synopsis, because I was trained in New York, so when people have synopsis and they twelve paragraphs long, I ain't got time for mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's but guess what? <laughs> if you because this is what you should think about. You on a train, right? So that means, guess mm-hmm. what? You just got your hair done. It's cloudy. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to rain. And you got to get down on that train and get home. So right now, I'm right there with my books, and I'm trying to put this book in your hand. But you know mm-hmm. any minute you're going to hear the rumbling on the street under. So you know the train coming. <laughs> now, you don't know if it's going uptown or you don't know if it's going or downtown. downtown. <laughs> but, so you're going to have to go in a minute, Okay. I don't know if you still got money on your Metro card. I don't know what. But I know that I only got one time to impress you and give you this, and you only got 30, 40 seconds to read it. The cover got to be slamming, and you got 30 or 40 seconds to read the first few lines of that synopsis Mm -hmm. to see if it grabs you, if it catches you, and then I got to sell. I may not have time to sign it for you, but here. Give me that money. Give me this $10, you know, whatever. Here you go, uh-huh. you know. And you're going to be looking for me because you're going to come back and get your hair done. You got part two? You know what I'm saying? You got part yeah. two? You know what I mean? What else mm-hmm. you got or, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? And that is you, on that's, point. You, yeah. you, you ain't yeah. lying, but that is on yeah. point. Here come that train. You got to go. Or the rain. You don't want that shit to get on your hair, so now you got to go. So if that cover look good, it's going to pop. Because I always think about, mm-hmm. you got all these, the sun is going to mm-hmm. be shining. It's one of them good days, and your cover got to jump off that table because it's surrounded mm-hmm. with so many. So now you're mm-hmm. picking it up. Up oh, here's the thing. You know what else you we go? You wanted to be You wanted to be so good that you done missed your stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, here, let me, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm going to sign it for you next time. You know what I mean? Or, you know, when you get back. You're going to look for me. You're going to see me. You're going to remember mm-hmm. me. And the next time I have a book, you're going to say, you know what? You know what? That book was so good. You might not get mine, but guess what? You're going to be standing there and looking at another book, and somebody's going to say, you know, what you think about this? I don't know. And you're going to say, girl, that was so good. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or, exactly. you know what I mean? Or what, yeah, whatever the case. <laughs> Even if you said it was bad, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you should get that. Yes. That's good. Now, yeah, you ain't even free. You don't even know this lady. But now y'all done became family That's camaraderie because your love of books, you know? Book How many connection. times you've been yeah. on a train and see somebody reading a book and you be like, what's that you reading? You know, now with Kindle, mm-hmm. you can't make that connection where you used to make. 
used to get on the train mm-hmm. and say, damn, what she read? Well, they, y'all look at each mm-hmm. other and just nod, like, mm-hmm, you're a reader, mm-hmm, I'm a reader, too. That's and you show girl, the cover, yes. turn your cover a little bit, mm-hmm, okay, I see that, all right, mm-hmm, okay. You know, At least she's talking so. truth, girl, because that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly how it goes down. Oh, yeah, because I'm, di- listen, I, I'm telling you, like, I, you know, even before I wrote books, you know, I spent my summers in New York, like, all the time. My, my cousin, she, you know, she does, like, she used to do Broadway plays and different stuff mm-hmm. all the time, but now she sings at the Red Rooster in um Harlem every Sunday. But, um, uh-huh. it, it, yeah, I was always there and always loved books, so I'm like, hey. That's how I do synopsis now. If I see a synopsis, like three long, huge paragraphs, I ain't got time. Just, you know. <laughs> or you got to be ready to tell somebody what's the book about. You know, and right. I practice with my husband all the time. Like, tell me what this book is about. Right. You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, what? He's like, what? You know, so, you know, <laughs> there we have That's it. That's so true. That is so true. Absolutely. Gotta grab now, it. this is Leisha. I have a question because you and your husband, uh, P.S. White, you guys actually write books together. Talk a little bit about that process of being able to uh, mentally create with him. I mean, he, you know, it's no big, you know, it's no big secret. He was in jail, you know what I mean, for, for a stretch. <laughs> so, you know, he would write books and different, send different manuscripts and different stuff, you know, from from jail a lot. Like, a lot of people was like, where you come from? Where you? you know, he'd been around, but he wasn't free. So, you know, mm-hmm. now Shawshank is free. Here we are. You know what I'm saying? So, Shawshank. You know, <laughs> now Shawshank free. You know, here we go. So, you know, like, you know, like a lot of times, you know, I write a section and be like, you know, let me read this to you. And then he would, you know, he writes stuff. He knows a lot of stuff that I don't that I don't know. I never heard of because we come mm-hmm. from opposite sides of town. I'm a west sider, he's east sider. That's like mm-hmm. that's like in New York being like what? from Brooklyn and Queens, the Bronx is like right. it's two different worlds. So mm-hmm. he knows a lot of stuff that you know by him being a man, and you know, so we just write it together. Now the final say, you know, yeah, I'm you know, I'm kinda crazy, like, ooh, well, you know, <laughs> let's blend this together and see how it turns out. So young and hungry, um, it turned out pretty cool and, and I could touch the bottom. Now we do have two separate stories in um Around the Way Girls Ten. Mm-hmm. But, you know, pretty much we just, you know, say what you think, what you you know, how this sound or we you know, I'm a clown, you know, and he laughing because I'll act out stuff all the time. Like, I act out the scene, and, you know, <laughs> Black History Month, I run around, you know, pretend I'm Harriet Tubman or some old stupid shit or quote <laughs> Frederick Douglass, like, who am I, you know? So, uh-huh. you know, we kind of, like, read stuff to each other in the mindset of the character and see how it, it sounds, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... The characters might be arguing back and forth, which is kind of therapeutic, you know what I mean? Because he probably want to say, bitch, shut up, and know he in real life is going to get you killed. So, but if we read it, you know, and we going back and forth, yeah, you going to say that. And, and then wait till you see my line, you know? So, but we know in real life, 
you know, in real life, we don't handle one another like that, you know what I mean, at all, right. period, like, you know, and, but reading <laughs> back and forth to each other, it kind of, like, bumps off, and then, if it sounds good, if it sounds good, or the neighbors come and say, what's going on over there, we know that, you know, it's pretty cool, because it sounds authentic, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know, that's great. That's a unique way to be able to collab with somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's just oh, like, I was, girl, bye. You already know me. He ain't going to tell me, bitch, shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to shut up. Look, or if I do when he leave, I'll talk again. Look, I'll wait till he leave, I'll talk again. I don't care. He ain't going to stop me. I'm going to talk again, her. honey. I love her. I love her. Now I see what what TC gets her little craziness from. Yeah, she crazy. She got yeah, like, you know, when we try to be, like, I always tell her, though, like, you know, like with reviews or, you know, stuff like that, everything is not for everybody. We were at the Harlem Book Fair, like, some years back. This lady came up, and she was like, I hated this book. She read, like, mm-hmm. Satan's Promise 1 and 2 and 3. And No, she mm-hmm. she read 1 and 2. She said she hated 3. I hated 3. And I bought out for self and Bachelor Seed. I got all your books, but I hated number 3. And she went on and on on why she hated it. Oh, oh, my daughter was so hot. She was hotter than fish grease. And I was just standing there smiling. And then she said, now give me number 4 then and sign it to me. And then I told her, <laughs> when she left, she was like, how could you stand? And I said, listen, this lady done bought eight of my books. And now she's about to buy book number nine. She done paid mm-hmm. to talk shit. She done paid mm-hmm. $90. Let her have her say and let her stand here for, you know, one minute and say how much she hated this shit and still buy this other one. So mm-hmm. I just stand mute. I'd be like, I'd be smiling and be like, okay, you know, because you done paid. Mm-hmm. You paid your money. And when you paid your right. money, you got a right to now you're not gonna get crazy, but you got a right to have your opinion and and feel how you feel and you know like mm-hmm. some people, if it's a character in the book named Kim and they don't like a bitch named Kim, they not gonna like your book. They gonna be mad every time they read Kim. Every That's time true. they see it, you know, if Kim cheated with a man. Oh, I can't read nothing about you know. Like, I can't read that. I got a girl that comes into the store, and I know her man cheated on her because I, I know her. You know what I mean? I done counseled this sister before, and she won't <laughs> read no side chick book. Anything about mm-hmm. a side chick, she ain't interested. And I don't give it to her because I know she may go to jail if she read it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> no. That's not no section over here. You you come over here to some powerful black women. Don't go over there. You go over there. Don't go over there. Don't go Come stay from over there. That's the side chick section. Don't go over there. Come over here. So, you know, people got to write. I'm glad you said that because me and T talk about this all the time. You know, authors get upset about their reviews. But to me, it's really, well, what did they say? Because really your job is to put them in their feelings. So if they in their feelings, not grammatical, not formatted, not um you know, character development, but if they in their feelings because they don't like the way it ended or you broke up their favorite characters or, you know, some, you did your job. Oh, yeah. And so you better then take that one side with a smile. <laughs> yeah, you've done your job, and, and that's exactly it. Now, some reviews can be, you know, 
messy. Some reviews can be personal. Some reviews mm-hmm. can be, you know what I mean? And with ebooks now, you got a lot of authors or different companies that you post in fake reviews and you, you know, you're doing anything to tear down the, you know, the next author or the next company. That, you know, that's so crummy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's so crummy, right. like, to me. And so, like, you know, like, it happened to me on an ebook mm-hmm. situation. And it's funny mm-hmm. because God wanted me to find out who the person was. And I'm like Inspector mm-hmm. Gadget on some shit. You know what I mean? Like Secret <laughs> Squirrel. I went on Amazon and just happened to hit who the person was. I'm like, let me see this review. And then I saw the review. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is that the person that wrote the review, they wrote a, they had a wish list on Amazon, a wish list. And when I hit the wish list, guess what? Up popped a mm-hmm. damn government name. So now oh. I know who this person is. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay? So you from another this, that, and the other thing. So in response to the review, and this is the only time I ever did this, in response to that mm-hmm. review, that direct review, you know how you can respond to that person? I right. said, I'm sorry this book is not to your liking. Maybe you will like more of whatever the girl book name was and her name. And then I said, what mm-hmm. do you think? Maybe you like that. So that when she went mm-hmm. back and read that, she erased her whole review. You know why? Because now you mm-hmm. know that you exposed. Now you know mm-hmm. I know who you are. Now you know mm-hmm. that, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, you subject to get socked yeah. in the damn nose. That's now you know. Because <laughs> don't do stupid shit, okay? Now I keep my game plan on safety. Ya. Yeah, don't act a fool. Because I would never act a fool on anybody else. Anybody's books that the covers, like I said, cover hot, I don't even care about the story. The story don't even make mm-hmm. me no difference. If the cover is hot and the synopsis is hot, I'll sell it. The story, I don't care how many bad reviews that a book may have, I'll mm-hmm. still sell it because it may be 50 people over here to hate it, but I got 50 people over here that may love it. So mm-hmm. reviews... True. You know, I don't, oh, this book got bad reviews, don't settle it. Unless it says that it was wrote by a second grader, you know, Mm -hmm. I still want to sell it. I still want to give it a chance because everything is not for everybody. People come in my store every day, and they talk about top-notch authors that Mm -hmm. they don't like or they can't stand them, and they may like the new person right there and the new person right there and the new person right there. So Mm -hmm. it would be crazy of me not to give new authors a chance to and put their books on the shelf too. If you got it, like I said, you five and a half by eight and a half, you're over 200 pages and your cover is slamming, mm-hmm. then I'm paying cash. That's it. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. But you, you know, but you know what, Michelle, in order for them to, to write that review and know that they don't like it, they have to first get the book. You know, that and, and like true, we were saying earlier, Everybody is not every book is not for everybody, but you may like one part in a series and not like the other part. And but the at the same time, you, you got know? a lot of espionage going on that an author, you know, before they even get out the gate, this crew over here <laughs> is hating on them. This crew over here, I don't ah. see how people come to events and do events and 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 don't bring bail money. I don't understand because you couldn't walk these streets. <laughs> I don't get it. Like I just don't get it. You don't walk these streets. Ah, that's like that's true. You I got a good point there. See it. 
because somebody has a good book and they know it. So, you know, now let me see how I can get together and when we as a whole can get together and put these fake reviews on this person. Or, you know, uh, it's authors that, you know what I mean, you, you know, they do st- different stuff. Now, if I, I'm, I'm aware of social media. Now, if you're a copy and paste queen, and I know you're stealing other people's shit, and you copying and pasting stuff together and everything, and I don't heard about you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I, mm-hmm. you know I can't give you, I can't buy your book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it really ain't your book. It's her book, his book, her book, and his book that you done stole and copy and pasted and put it together, girl. Bye. Uh uh-uh. uh. I can't have that. Man, that's no. just too much energy. <laughs> yeah, it's that's listen. All you much. gotta do is get on Facebook for five minutes, and you'll get so much information that you don't want, can't process, mm-hmm. and can't deal with. You got a headache. Uh-huh. Probably have to take my blood pressure medicine and lay down. It's too much. <laughs> like, it's too much. too much. Yeah, I no. It's it's too much. So oh, okay, Lord. so we, we always do a, a fun segment on the show, Miss Michelle. So we're going to ask you some fun questions so that everybody can get just a little peek at the author behind the pen. Now, when you you riding down 8 Mile, what's what's your favorite 90s jam that pops on? 90s jam? Damn. The 90s jam. I don't even know where we're the 90s uh snap <laughs> I don't even know what was out in the 90s girl I'm old I can't think I can't the 90s. You know what? okay so you riding now 8 Mile what pop song that's your favorite song some DMX any DMX oh. I'll, anything DMX if DMX didn't smoke crack I would find him and make him my man okay I love DMX. Uh oh. I can't have that crack. You know what I mean? Like I love my iridescent eye husband, but if DMX stops smoking crack, I may have to go find him. Okay. So any DMX song, I would be good with any anything DMX. Come on, you know, no matter what it is, you know, I'm uh-huh. I'm I'm down with it. Anything DMX, I love DMX. <laughs> Yeah, he always just started. The 90s, child, didn't you say the 90s? But you're going to let my daughter Everybody say Jeezy and Gucci Mane and Drake. Come back. <laughs> I'm listening to Jeezy too, shit. Why you got to <laughs> make me be listening to some old pop ass shit? I'm Jeezy. Jeezy. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to Jeezy too. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to listen to Gucci since he hate Jeezy. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody got an old I'm school cool. jam. <laughs> they do it at four o'clock. <laughs> What's that? Right, Wax right, right, do it right. at four o'clock. <laughs> well, see, if I went real old school with you, you wouldn't even know. So I just, you know, I'm gonna stick with, with what I got. Yes, I would. No, I probably wouldn't. I ain't gonna say no, that. No, you wouldn't, girl. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's it. Anything else? Anything else with me or my dismissed? Is 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 uh? What's the face coming on tonight? What's that show with them boys? Oh, new yes, edition. new edition. Mhm. Okay, some new edition song came on Candy Girl. Okay, nah. <laughs> there you go. Did you watch it okay. last night? Way back. No, girl. I don't have I don't have cable in eight years. It costs too much. 
How how old school is that? Okay. Let me tell you, see, I love her. She's just really she real. And she is just her, for real. Yeah, it's, it, listen, I'll give you some chicken and some moonshine, but you ain't going to come over here and watch cable. It costs too much. That's it. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. So, anyway. Oh, my God, I'm that a, chicken is so good. That chicken I'm is a, so good. Got my mouth watering. Okay. When I say that chicken is so good, I don't know if she get it from somewhere, if she fry I don't know where she get it from. I don't know who fried that chicken, but it is so good. Girl, you know I ain't fried no chicken. I just use my food stamp card and buy it. I'm not getting ready to be frying that chicken. It's like that cracked chicken make it keep coming back. Uh-huh, that lemon pepper. Okay, so... Anyway, I appreciate y'all having me. All that good stuff. We have had so much fun you know, with you. Thank you for it's joining running us. Late. Look, it's running late, so I know you got five minutes to talk to this child. <laughs> well, so, shout out to social know. media handles before you go so our listeners can follow you. Um, My Facebook page is Ms. M.S. M-I-C-H-E-L, Ms. Michelle Moore, or you can follow me on the Hood Book Headquarters page, Instagram, Ms. Michelle Moore, Hood Book, anything Hood Book, Hood Book Headquarters, you'll find me, any of that type of stuff, Twitter, Hood Book Headquarters, Ms. Michelle Moore, and that's it, you know, and I appreciate you. That, that brand, and thank I you so much for joining us, Michelle. <laughs> Shout out to next Stay event, Ms. Michelle, before you go. Um. February, well, February the 18th, um, Black Top and Ty Marshall will both be doing a, a double sign. So, it's, that's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, February 18th um, from one thirty until Ty Marshall and Black Top. Yeah, that should be nice. Chicken mm-hmm. on deck. Well, thank you. Right. Chicken on yeah. deck. <laughs> Chicken on deck. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking, y'all. I appreciate you so much. Okay. All right. Yeah, you have a great evening. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, that was all that and some chicken leash. <laughs> Girl, I, I do. I told you that, like, the first time I met her, I think we were trying to get her on the show. And then, um, like, she had an event. A little after that, and like we had like an hour long talk. And when I say she is like the realest person, she don't hold them up, mm-hmm. she don't hold back, but she's just really genuine. You know what I'm saying? It's always love. Mm-hmm. She's never, you know, like I think everybody has a different side of people. I just never seen that side of her. Uh, it's always mm-hmm. been love. Every time I come, she's always the best hostess at her events. If you guys are looking to get a book signing going, you want to get your book in the store, make sure you check out her books. She does have criteria because she don't take just any old kind of book. So make sure your mm-hmm. book is on point and hit her up and get your book in there. Come out for a book signing, meet some readers. She always has book clubs out. It's always a good time. Hmm. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> so make sure you follow her. Because she sounds like an awesome person to be following. <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're going to take a brief break while we wait for P.S. White. Oh, here he is. P.S. White to come and kick it with us in the chat room. Hey, 
Okay. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Hey. I'm fine. How y'all doing? We are good. That's good. Thanks That's for good. joining glad, us. Glad to be with y'all tonight. We're glad to have you. Now, for everybody that doesn't know PSY, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. We already know a little bit about it, but go ahead on and tell us a little bit more. Okay, well, you know, my wife, she mentioned earlier, you know, ain't no secret. I've been in prison, did a little time, and I used to send send uh, send work home to her, you know, do a little ghost writing, and, and I finally came home. Man, it's 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 working now. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Mhm. And Absolutely. um. And what else? What else? Uh, um, I got the okay. Y'all know I got I could touch the bottom. That's my first. That was my first book with me and my wife, me and Michelle. You know that's that's my baby. You know that's one I uh, mm-hmm. really really like. Um, and then now uh, we got the Young and Hungry, and we did that one together. Me and Michelle did that together. That's the second one we did. And we got the Roundaway Girl story. We both got a story in there also. Uh, that's just that's out too. That's the the most recent. And I got some um, uh, erotic stories coming up. I'm gonna do out on ebook only. I think I'll do, um, I, th- I got two uh, two and working on the third one, but that's mm-hmm. gonna be out shortly. And um. And you know I was incarcerated, so I got a lot of guys reaching out to me from prison, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get their they, they manuscripts looked at and read, you know. So I'm thinking about uh, basically uh, doing something with them, with those guys, you know, to get them a chance to get mm-hmm. their work out and get be heard. So Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's what I got going on. Absolutely, I, I love it. Now, you've been in the industry for a long time, behind the scenes and now up front. What are three things that you feel um, authors really need to know to be successful in the industry? Okay, one, they they need to be more uh, a people people person, you know, be more, be more relaxed around people. You know, when they have book signings, they need to, to mingle with people, you know what I'm saying? And and be comfortable, you know. Saying show people that they're human, you know that that they 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 just like them. That's one thing, you know, because I see I see people that do book signings that come to the store and do book signings. I ain't gonna say no names, but they don't, you know. what I'm saying they they just stand there. They don't try to mingle with the people that's in the store, you know. Just just looking, you know. So they don't even go over to the to the customers and be like, well, uh, how you doing? My name is such such. I'm authors author so-and-so, and and, uh, this is my book. Would you like to take a look at it? You know, they don't do none of that. They just, you know, just stand there and just, you know, just that ain't how you do it. You got to sell yourself. You got to put yourself Mm -hmm. out there. Or people are going to look right past you. They're going to be like, well, who is you? You know, they're not Mm going to give you no kind of recognition. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one thing. That's, that's, That's the thing. And, um, um, basically, I would say also 
that are authors, they need to, to uh, you know, just stay stay humble. They need to stay humble, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. stay humble, you know, and embrace the opportunities that come their way. When they come their way, be patient. You know, they got to be patient. They got to have patience because this game is 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 tricky. It's tricky, but it, it's, it's all about you know who you know, uh, who know who, and you know it's about the connection. We're getting it, you know, pe- being a people person. Period. You know, that's where I look at it. Absolutely. Now, if we were sitting here a year from now and we were celebrating all of the great accomplishments that um, you have had for this year with the bookstore, with your books, with your work. What are some of the things we would be talk would we be talking about um in twenty eighteen that you accomplished in twenty seventeen? Well, we'll we'll be saying I've I've accomplished uh, putting my erotic stories out and um working on a solo project, um, a full length uh novel. Um, that's coming I I got that in the works too. That's definitely in the works. And I'm gonna do a, a, a um I'm going to write a story pertaining to, you know, the penitentiary raised me. I'm going to put that out there. The penitentiary raised me. That's somewhat of my story, somewhat real life, somewhat fiction, you know, about my journey, you know, uh, of being in prison and and navigating through the system and getting to where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that coming coming about, coming to light. And uh, basically, uh, good things coming up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we keep, we keep we keep the wheels turning over here. Say you promise. Mm-hmm. My wife and my stepdaughter, you know, they crazy. So they they be they be they be on my head. <laughs> they be on my head. <laughs> no grass. You better write. Under your feet. <laughs> you better write. You better write. You ain't gonna eat. You ain't gonna write. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I know that. I gotta right. write. Wow. Now, P.S., this is Tony. You know, we try to introduce ourselves because we've been told that we sound so much alike. Now, um, I, I understand that your pen is kind of gritty, but what makes you want to go into the to the genre of erotic? You know, because that's one of my favorite genres. So you, you got to be straight well, when you're writing erotica. What, what you got to offer that world? Well, <laughs> well, I'll say I'll say this. But I know that's right. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's gonna be nasty, let them be nasty. If not, send they ass to Starbucks. Let them have some coffee and a little conversation. Oh yeah, because I, you know, and my, my my erotica, I don't hold no punches back. I give it, I give it at all. You know, I, right I paint now. a very vivid picture. You know, and, and we'll have you I, I inside the story. <laughs> It'll have you in the story participating in one way or another. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, See, but, now you got me excited to be looking for that, that new title on ebook only, you said, right? Yes, yes. It's they're untitled right now, but I, I got some I got some with titles, but I don't wanna I don't wanna mention the titles right now, but I'm just I'm gonna keep that under my hat. For the time and being, you know, all right. If you need a little, you know, want a little pre-review, you know, just send them on over here to the ladies of Let's chat. Okay, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> I definitely will. I definitely will. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's so funny. But um, what is your pet that your, your 
biggest pet peeve about the industry that since you've been more so involved in it since you've been from behind the wall? What is your biggest pet peeve about the industry? Uh, everybody at everybody's throat somewhat, you know. Oh. We, you know, we in the neutral zone over here at Say You Promise, you know, but I see a lot of that going on outside the, uh, outside the, the camp and stuff like that, you know, and it's like, if we don't all come together and get this money, because you got a product, I got a product. That's we ain't right. got to be out here, like like my wife said earlier, like Michelle said, you ain't got to be out here slandering each other because you think he you ain't even ready yet, but you just know he's going he gonna to bring it fire, but you're going to come, you know what I'm saying, slandering him or try to cut her down or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You know, that that's that's one of my pet peeves. I don't I don't indulge in all of that. I have to pull pull Michelle chain back. Nope, nope, nope. You better not say nothing. Nope. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Let that go. Let it get, get, that ain't that even that serious. You know, mm-hmm. so I had to keep her, right. keep her on, keep her in, in, in line sometimes because she'd be wanting to go. Can't <laughs> let it go. Can't let it go. Because she gets started, she ain't going to stop. She ain't going to stop. I hear you, too. <laughs> I hear you. This is Tony once again. And in that same realm, you know, Mr. Puller Back, pull her back when she don't need to be in there. If you are a superhero, because it sounds like you have some superhero to be and why, what type of superhero would you be? Well, I'm, I'm, what kind of superhero? Mm-hmm. Well, the Incredible Hulk always been my, my, uh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, man. Yeah, it's always been my favorite. kind of like character. old school. You know, I'm, I love superheroes. Now, what about Incredible Hulk to make you want to be him? Well, you know, it's just, you know, that, because I'm laid back, basically. Basically, it's like, uh-huh. what he, what what is his, his uh, line uh, in the in the show? Uh, you you don't you, you, like you, you won't like you wouldn't like me if I was angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like me if I was angry. But I'm laid back. I'm I'm lovable. I'm uh, I'm uh-huh. I, I get along with everybody. I'm a people person. You know, I, I love people. You know, I love people. I love being around people. I love mingling with people. I love when we have books. Book events, mm-hmm. book signings. I get to see everybody. I get to, mm-hmm. to 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 feel that love and get to show love back. Everybody always telling us, you know, how great great hosts we are when we have book mm-hmm. events. And you know that feels good, and that makes me even want to go harder and and write right. even better stories and and give better uh, product to the customers mm-hmm. and also and also. Um, it makes me want to build our brand up even stronger and better. Absolutely. I say you promise. Say you promise. Mm-hmm. You know that's the Absolutely. that's the heart of the heart of the whole situation. Say I say you promise publication. Mhm. Now this is Leisha. I got a quick question before we leave because you uh, want to go back because you mentioned that you want to do something to help the the authors that are behind the wall, help them get their work out. And there are a lot of unique pins, unfortunately, that are stuck behind the wall for whatever um, reason. What is, and I know that coming home is always difficult depending on how long they've been there because they have to readjust. What are some uh, advice would you give some of them that are coming home and they find themselves um, just a little antsy, but it's time to sit down and write? 
and and they got to get focused on that. What's some advice that you would give them? Well, my advice I would give them is to be patient, take your time, write out your plan, get you your one, two, three, four, what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, get you a plan, get Mm -hmm. your plan together and stick to that plan. And have and and get 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 some good people around you. Get some good people around you. Surround you with healthy people. You know that not no negative uh, <clears throat> people around you that drag you down and keep you down. You trying to get away from them, so you want to step away from all that negativity and focus on what's real and what's not real. You know that's what I the advice I get in them. Just take your time and don't rush. And get yourself that's around good some advice. good people. Yeah, get yourself. The main thing is the good people. You got to get yourself around good Mm -hmm. people, or you ain't gonna Mm -hmm. make it. That's that's some good advice. Absolutely. Well, I love. We have loved getting to know you, Mister P.S. White, and you know we're looking forward to that different pen you're gonna be spitting out there for us readers, because you know me and Alicia, we we book bougie. We'll read a book and yes, then tell yes. you if we like it or not, and then write that. Okay, review, I, 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 I would I would like that. I want as soon as the next next piece of material of of mine's or ours, you know, just let me know. I love to hear the, mm-hmm. the feedback and reviews on it. You know, and I don't mm-hmm. feel no way type about it. I just go hard. <laughs> if it's a good review, bad <laughs> that's review, we, that's you know, what we I'm love. like, Authors that okay. go hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's I what we hard. like to hear. That's what mm-hmm. we like yeah. to hear. Now we want you to shout out your social media and shout your books that you have coming out again uh, for those that are just tuning in. Okay, I have uh, I have a coming out. Well, I got Roundaway Girls is the latest, the latest number ten. Roundaway Girls number ten is the latest one with the story and the and some erotic stories. Be look, be on the lookout for the erotic stories. They're untitled right now, and uh. Mm-hmm. On Amazon, I'm gonna do that. Do that on only on Amazon the writing stories. And then I got a like say penitentiary raising. That's in the that's in the works. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's, that's that's in the works. So basically, uh, there's so much stuff I got going on. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I got. That's what I got right now. That's what I can think of right now. <laughs> and your social media handle. My social media handle is, is on on uh, Instagram is Marlon P S White, and on um, and on Facebook is P S White, and uh, of course is Hood Book, and uh, Hood Book Headquarters pages. You know what I'm saying? We keep communication. We keep a line of communication open with everybody because we like we we like our readers and we're trying to get new readers. And we appreciate everybody's love that they show us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No, no, thank y'all for having me. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all. You know, I enjoyed myself with you ladies tonight. Mm-hmm. So we enjoyed having you. We enjoyed ourselves. Chat yes. room. <laughs> we thank I'm you. Thank you, Promise Team, and, you know, the Detroit Connect. For coming yes, out yes, yes, and with us, because I know y'all stay busy. Y'all always doing y'all thing over there. Oh man, ain't nothing. And we it's, appreciate it's everything you guys bring to the industry. Yes, we appreciate you guys, and you guys are welcome. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. 
and we will take you up on that offer. <laughs> okay. You have a great evening, Theater. Thanks again for joining us. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Okay. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> what a great show, Leash. Yes, it was. I love, oh, my God, that that Tiffany, I tell you, and that T.C. Little, and then we got <laughs> a little sample of Miss Michelle Moore, and then we got to top mm-hmm. it off with the fabulous T.S. White. Make sure mm-hmm. y'all head over to Amazon One, click those books. If you are in the Detroit area, make sure you head out to Hood Books. You will have a good time. It's always authors there. It's always a book signing party. Um, if you're in there, the Detroit area, February 18th, make sure you head out and support Blacktop and Ty Marshall as they do their book signing out Hood Books. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. And don't forget the chicken. <laughs> Oh, y'all, let me tell y'all about that chicken. It is so good. It is so good. But shout out to the the team over there. You say you promise and her books. We are headed out of here. Make sure y'all hang in here with us on Friday. We will have Miss Fit Girl, Arthur Champagne, and Arthur Willie L. Stewart kicking in with us in the chat room. We appreciate you guys supporting us. If you missed any interviews today, no worries. Just head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes or any podcast because you can catch Less Chat on podcast apps as Less Chat with Miss Tony and Miss Leisha. Well, Miss Tony and Leisha. We appreciate you guys and we will see you guys Friday. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>